Hey, you're listening to the Drifters Podcast. My name is King Coy, and I'll be talking to the creatives of the music industry about their process, experiences, and what they're currently up to. Enjoy. What's up? This is the Drifters Podcast. I'm King Coy and we're here with Shawnee. How are you doing? What's going on? Good, man. I'm doing well. How about you? Uh, I'm not doing too bad. Uh, lockdown sort of easing here in the UK. I can get a haircut in a few days, which I'm so excited for. My hair <laughs> is disgusting. <laughs> so that's my highlight of next week. There you go. Yeah. So whereabouts are you right now in the world? Are you... So I am, uh, I'm currently stationed overseas in Germany, yep. uh, specifically Kaiserslautern. It's like, a, it's pretty close to France near Strasbourg, about an yep. hour away. Nice part of it, the world or? So it, we jokingly refer to it, the US military here, we refer to it as the West Virginia of Germany. So not the nicest area, not oh, the yeah. most attractive <laughs> people, but I mean, it's still Germany, it's still Europe. So yeah, it's pretty nice. Okay, so let's get to know you a little better for any of the listeners who don't know you that well. Like, sure. Where are you from originally? So who are you? What's your background? Yep, sure. So I am originally from, so first my full name, Sean Danielzik. Um, I'm from the United States. <laughs> Excuse me, the United States. <laughs> <laughs> from the United States, a small town in Maryland called uh, Hereford. Probably no one has ever heard of it. <laughs> Uh, grew up there, went to college in North Carolina at a college called High Point University, studied business administration there. At the same time, I uh, commissioned into the Army and was doing my ROTC commitment. So when I graduated from university, I immediately commissioned into the United States Army. And that was something I've always wanted to do. My dad was also in the Army, so it kind of came full circle for me. And then additionally, it helped pay for college and High Point wasn't very cheap. So uh, that's how I ended up over here in Germany. And it was kind of amazing how it happened. So um, I wasn't the best cadet. Um, I was pretty average. Uh, I had my priorities differently than most other people. <laughs> I was in a fraternity. I was focusing on, you know, partying and, yep. and then DJing when I found that in my junior year. Uh, so I got really lucky with being able to come over to Germany because it is probably the most highly sought after duty station. Um, and then get my branch of choice, which I, I'm a finance officer in the army. So got really lucky there. So I think that it's a good synopsis of who I am and where I'm from. Unless I didn't, I didn't hit anything else, but yeah. yeah. So you started DJing at high point university. I did. So yeah. the story behind that. Yeah. Um, Freshman, sophomore year, I always thought it was cool. I went to my first rave. Actually, my first rave was a bass nectar rave. Wow. It was really cool. <laughs> opened my, yeah, yeah, it opened my eyes. And then this whole electronic dance music. Well, uh, going back like three years, right? I grew up with UKF dubstep and yeah. all that stuff and bass hunter, Russian, Privjet. Yo, I, I would play that song on yeah. repeat, playing Call of Duty, World at War. I love that song. But like I was introduced <laughs> to EDM early before college. And then I went to college and then went to my first rave experience, my first party, party scene. Um, and then kind of fell in love with it. I bought a, a 
little board off a guy for a hundred bucks. Couldn't really, it was a really crappy one. Couldn't really do anything with it. But then my junior year, I really took it upon myself to, to start like building something. And so I went on eBay, bought a tractor S4 MK1 and practiced, used that thing up, man. I still have it at my mom's house. It's sitting in, in like our garage. Um, and I love that thing, but I practiced, practiced, practiced. And then when I was finally confident enough, I hit up the local nightclub downtown in Greensboro. And I was like, Hey, I'm in a fraternity. Um, I can bring X amount of people. It was like 200, 300, yeah. a number I threw out. And he's like, I've been DJing for a little bit, but I know what I'm doing. You know, I've been to a bunch of parties, so give me a tryout. They hit me back the next day and they're like, you free Thursday. Like, oh, nice. <laughs> and that was huge. And then I brought everyone I brought 300 people, you know, 50 of my fraternity yeah. brothers and then all my close friends outside the fraternity and then all their friends. And it was an amazing night. And then from there on every other Thursday, I would just DJ at that club and make like 300 bucks. It was like 150 flat rate and then two bucks for every head I brought. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. Um, and then, yeah, so that rolled up into, so, and then real quick going back again, I posted about this on my Instagram when I released my EP, but, um, like our college had a uh, spring and a fall concert, right? So our fall concert, there was this um, this dude, Chris Betts, right? I looked up to him in the crowd. He was DJing. He opened for Calvin Harris. And I'm like, yeah. I distinctly remember myself thinking this. I'm like, I want to do that. That was my freshman year, first semester, right? Fast forward, my last semester, my senior year, I literally do it. Granted, I opened for Jeremiah, but like, I still set that goal in my head and then that's where, you know, the whole thing yeah. junior year. And then I, I made it happen. So it's, it's really cool to just to look back on that and like appreciate the work I did to get there, not to toot my own horn, but you know, it was, yeah. it was really cool. Yeah. It's nice when you set that goal and then a couple of years later, you finally get there. It's quite nice to see like, those goals come. And it's position. so possible. Like it's, I don't know. You look at Tiesto and you look at, all these other people like granted they've been in the industry for so long and yeah. they got in so early. So it was probably a lot easier for them, but look at me. Like I just like saw something on in from a crowd, right. Between bass nectar and that, yeah. and that dude, Chris Betts. And I was like, I want to fucking do this. Can I cuss? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's true. <laughs> I want, I want to fucking do that. Right. <laughs> so it was, uh, it's just really cool. And like, anyone can do it really it's like if i can do it definitely other people can do it yeah definitely it's like um rez i remember reading about her i think it's in space like a year or two she went from like being at the festivals and being a fan to then headlining yeah. those festivals it's if you want it's, it and you it, can get there you can really do it it's so doable yeah it's so doable so what was it um like balancing like um obviously i don't know what american universities are like for work schedule uh, I know my work schedule here in the UK was quite easy, <laughs> like six hours a week or something. But how is it balancing like that with the, um, the ROTC and then doing music? Wasn't easy. I uh, will not lie to you. So I had to sacrifice a lot. Um, and then I also wanted to juggle a social life. So I really had to sacrifice yeah. a lot. Fortunately, with my ROTC program, we were cross enrolled at a school that was 30 minutes away. So a lot of the uh, military stuff that usually cadets have to do, we didn't have to do. We were exempt. But, you know, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we still had to wake, at five, wake up at 5 a.m., drive there 30 minutes for PT, drive yeah. back 30 minutes. 
and my freshman year was terrible because I, I screwed myself over. I had an 8 a.m. class, a 9.15, and then a 10.30, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and coupled with freaking waking up at 5 a.m. for PT yeah. <laughs> on a college kid's schedule, that was a nightmare. I remember I was, I was taking Arabic, and my Arabic teacher despised me. One, because I was in the U.S. Army, and I would always come in yeah. my uniform, <laughs> and I would just sleep in her class. She hated me. She thought so poorly of the United States Army, probably. But anyway, that's a that's another story. Um, it was tough. I fortunately was raised pretty well to like my dad instilled in me, you know, time management and a lot of yeah. other essential skills. Um, so I was I would would never have let myself fail and drop out of college. Um, but uh, it was I don't know like. It, it got easier over time as I, I figured out not how to cut corners, but how to like automate some things yeah. and make my life a little easier. Um, and then there's just a lot of cool like events on college on campus. I couldn't do. Um, I still went to a lot, but like, you know, we had Derby day one year and which is like the back to school drunk fest. Everyone gets involved. Like the school on our promenade blows up like, moon balances and all this yeah. all this cool stuff and i'd skip it like one i think maybe two years because i had rtc commitment and it just it's really unfortunate sometimes um but i mean it, like i said it's, it's it's nothing terrible yeah like looking back on it i'm glad i did it and i think it's important for people to really understand like you can't live in the moment all the time you have to look forward to the future that's what i did a lot during college like i'm like yeah, cool. It would have been awesome to black out and, you know, party on this promenade, yeah. but like, you know, sticking to this ROTC commitment and not, not quitting, like, look where I like, and it paid off, right. I'm in yeah. Germany, like no 26 yeah. year old kid from America can say that they're, they've lived in Europe for four years yeah. and traveled to, I think like 23 countries I've been to. Well, I've been to more countries than I have states in America. It's kind of crazy. That's, yeah, that's quite a weird little fact. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned we, you, yeah, you're gone. No, I was just saying we didn't have a lot of money growing yeah. up, so we didn't travel too much. Yeah. So you, you mentioned your your dad a few times. Like, have you got a musical family, or are you like the first to kind of no, do I'm music? The, I'm the first. Yeah. I grew up playing. Uh, I played the trumpet from age like ten until I got to high school, and then I switched to the French horn. And then I kind of wish I would have kept with it. Then I switched to the guitar, and then I kind of dropped off music in college. And yeah. Then obviously, then found DJing, but always been kind of musically inclined. I've never been the best. Understood theory. I've never like dissected and got into it, but you know, I understand it. Yeah. So, um, so obviously now you're out in Germany. What's the work-life balance there with music and work? Because I'm just assuming it's a little bit more sort of scheduled, and you know what you've got going on. Yep. So it used to be really tough. Um, I was in a job, a very, very demanding job for the, like, June 2019, I was the XO for a really, really big executive officer for a big company. Um, and that was 15 months of just grueling work. I got in at like eight, nine o'clock in the morning after doing PT in the morning. And I wouldn't leave earlier than 1700. So it's just long ass work days. And I'd usually work through lunch. I'd grab Subway, bring it up to my desk and just work. Um, and then I was just tired. And there was a point where I hadn't, I didn't produce music for like 
10 months, like anything. And yeah. I, did, I really wasn't doing anything with Swerve either. It was, I was, uh, it was still in its inception and it, like, there was nothing to do. Like, I was, I was doing research and like looking up how to, you know, build a business and stuff, but it was, you know, it was tough. Uh, now it's very, I'm, I'm grateful because not because of COVID, I'm not grateful for COVID, but COVID has given me yeah. the option to one telework and then two in my new job, it's not demanding and I can do everything from home pretty much at a, in a short period of time and then dedicate all of my energy and resources to Swerve or my personal yeah. music. Yeah. So um, like you've, I think COVID for a lot of like people in the music industry has been quite useful in a way because it's given us more time to sort of focus on music because we haven't yeah. have be able to do other things. Yep, exactly. Um, and I'm really, really excited to hear all that uh, when live shows start to yeah. I think the talent is going to be incredible. Like, I really, really do think so. Yeah, it's I think it's going to be interesting. New, yeah, huge new wave of house electronic music. I think everything. In general. Yeah. I mean, it's the amount of um, artists you're seeing that are um, already like dropping albums like, at this point, and COVID is not really over yet. And we're not really back to touring and stuff. It's going to be insane. Yeah, it's a lot to catch up on too, because usually you're. It's uh, with live sets. I'm usually watching recaps. Yeah. And I'm hearing what they're doing, but it's all going. It's going to hit us all at once, you know. So it's it's going to be really interesting to try and stay current with what's happening. Yeah, I think it's going to move really fast. Because it's yeah. probably going to be nearly released every week or every other week for some people, sort of. So um, what's the what's the dream for the Shawnee project? Where do you see that going? So for Shawnee, um, so I I love producing music. And I love, like, especially now when I'm, I'm five years into producing music and I'm kind of, so I, sh- I should have clarified, right? I started DJing in college um, and I carried that into, and I started producing at the very tail end of my college career, right? Um, wasn't very good. It was a lot of mashups and stuff that I yeah. was doing. Started producing right after college. Uh, so it's been about five years now. And I'm, it's, 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 it's really tough to admit that I'm just, one, I don't have the time. And two, there's a lot of people that are younger and just better than me and you know it that's okay with me you know so here's my goal for for shawnee that i've kind of decided on one i want my music any a track anything played at a love festival like ultra tomorrowland doesn't even have to be by martin garrix can be by joe bob on whatever side stage right but i want to i want a video of uh dj playing my music to a crowd of, you know, a thousand people plus. And that that's a check mark for me, right? Yeah. Another check mark for me would be to literally get the blue check mark on Instagram. I got it on SoundCloud. Uh just kind of for clout, admittedly. <laughs> I really think I I don't know. I just I think it would be really cool. And then it also that ties in because, you know, Shawnee Swerve is my Instagram handle and I kind of tied in my name to my label, Swerve. Yeah. So I think it would it would be kind of a marketing ploy for me definitely uh and then the last one would be to release on like hexagon or some other big label specifically hexagon musical freedom would be really cool too uh but just like one or two releases there and then after i've done that i've pretty much done everything i want to do with music because i'm not going to be the guy that tours the world 
Um, I've already like, you know, DJed in front of people. It would be cool to, you know, DJ again. I've already done that though, right? Um, I really want to focus on Swerve and I, I see myself, like that's, it's more realistic. You know, it's, it's yeah. tough to say like, you're going to make it in music. It's so saturated the market. Like it's, it'd just be so tough to, 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 to like bank on that, you know? Yeah, it is. But yeah, I mean that, I guess that, that kind of sums it up. Those three things for Shawnee, uh, pretty realistic. I can see myself doing that in the next year or two. Um, and then just, I'll still always produce music. And like, I hear a remix cause I'm really yeah. big on that now. Um, remix competitions. Um, I think that's the best way to organically grow yeah, your brand. Definitely. It's a great like, useful way. Oh yeah. yeah. Cause everyone's looking at remixes, yeah. right? And then if you hear, I love taking like trap remixes or like future based remixes and then simplifying them down into a house track. And th that's really cool. Yeah. I, I'm really excited to, to show everyone this remix I'm doing for this nitty gritty track. It should be going live tomorrow, maybe the day after. Um, but I'm really, really excited about that one. Yeah. It sounds good from what I've seen on Instagram. Yeah. 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 I'll, uh, I'll have to send you my version because I did it as well. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you're listening to the Driftless Podcast. Let's get back into it. You've mentioned uh, Swerve a few times now. Um, should we get into that and talk about what that is and how that came about? Sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah. go ahead. Do you want to just like briefly explain what it is? So Swerve is a record label. It's also a promotional chart, like music chart, where I like promote music. And I didn't want to call it Swerve Records because everyone does that. And I want Swerve to be more of just a record label, right? Yeah. So um, I want it to be like, I don't know. I, want to, I don't even know what I want to do with it yet. I just know I want it to be bigger than a record label, right? Yeah. So, partnering with like cars because swerve and that was a big thing for me right so strange fruits releasing there they did okay marketing but the big thing no shit was that they had emojis to go with strange fruits like all the fruit emojis and i'm like yeah what else can i do to to amplify on that and like there's a shit ton of car emojis right so i'm like that's perfect so and i, I use car emojis in like every post um, that was a big factor in, in deciding on naming it Swerve. Also, like my name, Shawnee Swerve, I've had that tag for about, you know, as long as I've had social media, which was yeah. like freshman year of college. Uh, so that was kind of like, a, a telltale sign of that I should just name it Swerve. And then, um, yeah, so Swerve Collective Creation. So Collective Creations was funny. Me and a couple buddies were like trying to figure out what we knew Swerve was going to be the name excuse me but we couldn't figure out the the latter part of it and we ended up on collective creations because <laughs> no shit there was a domain dot cc and i'm like oh that's cool that's unique yeah. <laughs> I'm run with that. what can we do with cc i'm like swerve and we, we pondered it out for a while we actually had creative collections for a while um but then i'm like no nah, 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 collective creations sounds better so yeah. swerve collective creations there it is it's pretty, pretty like unorthodox. Usually you name something to be, you know, you name it to like, I don't know. You, you don't name it that way. We, yeah. we definitely named it pretty unconventionally. 
but I'm very happy with how it turned out. And I think yeah. it's unique, right? Yeah, I think um, I remember watching a Cymatics video about how they got their name. And it's like they were doing the address for it, for the web address. And it was Cymatics and they were going through all the options. And it's dot .fm. And I was like, that just makes sense to have yep. .fm. It does. Like, it does. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> There's like no like real plan or idea for it. But it's like, yeah, that's funny. It makes sense. Like, How did you um, get the uh, actual N and Y on Shawnee whilst we're talking about names? <laughs> Oh, man. So, I mean, my mom always called me Shawnee. Um, and Shawnee, people at college called me Shawnee. Oh, super simple uh, then. But, yeah, but Shawnee wasn't yeah. cool enough, right? So I'm like, how do I make this cooler? I'm sitting in <laughs> the library, pulling an all-nighter for one of my tests in college. And I'm like, let me just add an extra Y, you know? <laughs> and there it was. It's literally, I shit you not, um, Shawnee with two Ys. And it's an, so annoying because everyone misspells it now. Everyone spells it like with two N's and then a Y. Yeah. Like I've had a bunch of blog articles written about me where I've had to go in and tell my publisher, I'm like, hey, dude, you spelled my name wrong again. He's like, ah, shit. All right, one sec. Uh, but it's funny, like a lot of people in college, especially my fraternity brothers, would call me two Y's. And it was just yeah. like a, a nickname, like Shawnee. <laughs> I don't know. It just stuck with me too. Yeah. Um, and then the cool thing is that like when you search Shawnee, like it's I'm the first thing that pops yeah. up. There's a couple, there's like a couple rappers, I think. And some girl with three Ys that dated KSI, who has me beat on YouTube. Hmm. But uh, uh, on SoundCloud, <laughs> Google searches, I'm the first yeah. Shawnee. Yeah, I think on so. YouTube, uh, the thing that comes above, up above me is like people selling fish. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yep. I, like, I don't think anyone's going to get confused between those two. <laughs> there you go. See, and that's definitely important. So we'll, I would recommend people... When choosing a name, I mean, it's not the most important thing in the world. Obviously, it's what identifies you, yeah. but like, it's got it. Just make it kind of unique. Add an extra syllable at the end if you're if you really if you're really sold on something. But there's a, a couple other people that have it. Um, and at the end of the day, if you're confident that you know whatever project that you're building is going to be effective and efficient, then take that name and yeah. just beat everyone else out that already has it. Like, yeah. You shouldn't worry about that. Definitely, that's really good advice. So, um, when did the uh, the idea first form to start the label? Uh, so I think it kind of like what three years into producing. So I, I I created the label in January of 2019, and that's uh, three years into producing, and I'm still not finding my sound compared to where I am today, and I'm still not happy with my sound right now, to be honest. Uh, but three years ago, like, I really wasn't happy. I was very struggling. I was constantly asking for feedback, downloading templates and, and studying what they were doing, like glued to YouTube, like, like purposely trying to sound design exactly what yeah. people on YouTube were doing. And just, it was killing my creativity. So I was like, there's people better than me. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, just isn't realistic. So I've always kind of wanted to run a label and then like i'm very business oriented i went into college as an accounting major and then it took the the easy route out and switched to just business um so throughout college i mean i, I definitely excelled in my degree but then again business is a pretty like easy degree a lot of people just take it just to get through college um but i i, I definitely have a knack for business i think in terms of opportunity cost and you know, it, it just made sense for me. And I love electronic dance music. Like, it is my literal life. Yeah. So 
combining, you know, what I studied with my passion, you know, put two and two together. And that's just really the incentive to, to running Swerve. And it's fun for me too, right? It doesn't always feel like a job. Like I like grinding out networking and creating album artwork and just running the entire show behind the scenes by myself. Yeah. You know, I have a couple A and R's that help me, but that's it. Like it's Swerve is literally all me. And, you know, through the 60 things like here, I'll open up my Swerve tracker here and share the screen. I'm actually pretty proud of this. I have 44 releases today through Swerve. Yeah. Share the screen. Host disabled participant oh. screen share. Ah. <laughs> well, when you get that up, um, 44 releases as of today, and then another 20 as of yesterday scheduled, and the next 20 are only going to get better. So I'm just, I'm just really proud of it. And then looking at this spreadsheet here, just super, super excited to, for the future. And then also anxious too, because there's a lot I still haven't figured out. Like the tracks are doing well for, you know, a year of just releasing music and the, the short amount of networking I've done. Yeah. But like, I'm still not up there with some other labels, like obviously Musical Freedom and all those tier one labels, but some like labels that I'm competing against, like Charge, uh, Break It Down, Strange Fruits back in the day, yeah. they're kind of illicit. Um, Charge and Break It Down, I would say, are definitely my biggest two rivals. It's Steal Away most. And then the other labels like Dados of House and Gendex, and I can name off a bunch of other labels that, and I don't want to badmouth any labels because, you know, I respect the hustle, yeah. respect the grind from those guys, but there's a lot of just like cringe worthy music that comes out of them. Um, but yeah, so here's just my bread and butter right here, right? So obviously it started off with uh, all the Shawnee releases here. Yeah. And then, um, just just noting everything like a lot of the contracts that i sign people to have minimums that's how i usually run it um a lot of labels just either offer buyouts or yeah. they don't pay out at all you know in, unless you meet a threshold for a quarterly amount and i'm like yeah i kind of want to give my artists something right so you see all these minimums like we need to negotiate usually people are just okay with a 200 or 250 and then I take that 250. So I've like essentially made that money, right? Yeah. That's how I look at it. And I then put 250 or it's usually a little less than 250. So it's usually like 150 or whatever into promo. Yeah. Like Spotify playlisting, some other, uh, and I can go on and on about this down this rabbit hole, but throw that money in there. The track's performing really well. I'll put more money and meet that cap. Um, or if it's not, I'll just cut it at 150, cut my losses and then, you know, over a year, maybe two years, I'll make that back. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I've, I've just, all through it, I'm, I'm just learning how to, how to best promote it. Like, like through a bunch of tracks, I've used pretty shitty uh, promo companies and that I'm not happy about. Actually, one got my release taken down because for um, artificial streaming. <laughs> but basically, uh, this is my bread and butter. I'm really happy. Yeah. Uh, about this specifically and um it's just cool to see like you know back in october of you know that's when i started releasing not even a year ago right obviously i had the shawnee releases over a year ago yeah but when i really started like talent scouting through label radar and networking through you know people 
like October is when it really hit off. And then from October all the way down to June, when I have, you know, these guys scheduled, like it's, it's, it's really cool to see. Uh, and the quality is good too. Like yeah. I, and that's a good thing about being a producer, right? Like you understand quality levels. And yeah. That's why I, I feel like a lot of startup record labels and promo companies, they don't understand like what, what works well like I can envision what track will work well on a club stage, right? A lot of people don't have that. Yeah. And that's a testament to like my previous DJ DJ experience. And then obviously producing in a studio and understanding what sound are, or how something is mastered and mixed, right? Yeah. So I think that all makes sense. Is that is that a good yeah, summary makes, of makes a lot of sense. Um yeah. it's been really nice watching Swerve grow over like, the last year or so when I've like paid more attention to it, especially when you mentioned about all the cars and stuff. That really just clicked in my head when you said it. Yeah, man. And it's all that whole brand has just clicked in my head. I was like, wow, yeah, it looks really good. Wow, you're still listening to the Drifters podcast. Let's get back into it. like sort of expect to see from Swerve in like the rest of the like, coming months and the year like obviously you've got all those releases lined up um you're doing a remix competition at the moment is there more stuff like that coming uh so I'm gonna I'm yes and no so I really haven't like thought of too many more events past this remix contest this remix contest I'm really really excited about one because it's for charity and then two it's just such a good way to it's organic outreach. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah, like I'm taking the L and paying out $625 in prize money. But, you know, if you think about it, I could pay an Instagram ad to do the same. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, this is, this is a way to give back to the community and that's, that's huge for me. Right. Yeah. Sorry. I was looking at text. That's huge <laughs> for me. Cause, cause I, again, I love electronic dance music. It is my life. And the people um, that I've met throughout producing and then running the label, like they're almost family to me. Like it's just awesome to hop on Discord. I'm in a couple good Discord uh, servers. One specifically is a bedroom producer server run by uh, actually one of my ARs, Milos yeah. Lauren, young 16 year old, super talented. Uh, it's just awesome just hopping in there and talking. It pe someone's always in the production channel, yeah. like working on music and you're just, you just hop in, just talk and watch them produce or it's, it's such a cool environment. Right. And then I don't know. I just, I just really appreciate giving back. It's, I don't know. And then the remix contest. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be great further past that. I really want to start doing compilations and EPs. So that's one thing I do have planned uh, for the 61st kind of release. It's going yeah. to be a EP of Future House and Future Bounce. Just kind of like, because I don't know. And another funny tidbit about Swerve. Remember, you did you ever follow Strange Fruits? A little bit, like yeah. The, yeah, a bit like when the big Lucas awesome was label. on it and stuff, yeah. Awesome label, used yeah. to be. So that's kind of how I envisioned Swerve, to be the Strange Fruits of when it was good. Yeah. <laughs> So a lot of a lot of EPs, a lot of just good music that, you know, might not be club ready or is club ready, but might not be played on the main stages because of 
just not not enough exposure. But I want Swerve to be that gateway to that next, yeah, you know, A tier record label. Yeah, I want like because a lot of the people I sign, they have like less than a hundred monthly listeners on Spotify. Yeah. And then for my promotion, it's not that great, but it gets some five to ten. Honestly, like pass me by. I got. 70k streams like one of my streams, yeah. my tracks got 100k like anywhere from like 5k 10k up to two, 100k right it gets you that momentum to yeah. then get signed to yeah, that next level. so yeah so and that goes back to me like just wanting to support the community you know yeah. it's, it's, it's everyone just helping everyone yeah and which charity was the remits contest for it's for the tim burgling foundation so another like edm centric yeah uh, foundation uh, for mental health it's really cool i'm still trying to lock in some sponsors so the idea i'll explain the idea real quick the idea will be uh, a top 25 countdown of all the remixes yeah. like after we've graded it and uh, from 25 down to five or down to six rather will be uh pre-recorded and we'll just play that video during the live stream <clears throat> we'll pause there before we get into the top five who are going to be on the remix ep um, and then I want to do like giveaways. So I really wanted to reach out to like Jonas Aiden and get like a uh, license for his Bigify or plugin. Yeah. I wanted to hit up Mo Falk and, and, and Retrovision. And I did hit them up like, but just no response, which kind of sucks, but I'll try again in a little bit, but I want to get like sample packs from them or like Twitch subscriptions. Yeah. I'll even pay for the shit. Like I just need them to like, okay. it Right. So I want to put them in it because it's all going to draw people into this giveaway yeah. section. So yeah. like we raffle off all the giveaways and then we're like, all right, let's go into the top five. And then we announce five, four, three, two, one, right. Award the prize money thereafter. Um, and then from all the, uh, the, the streams and donations probably won't be able to announce it on that live stream, but like, we'll make a post the next day about yeah. we raised X amount of money. And then honestly, if it's not like a whole lot, I'll probably just match it and we'll double it. So hopefully like 500 bucks we have to donate to the Tim Bergman yeah. Foundation would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, um, not when a have, lot, but... Yeah. When have you got that stream planned for? Have you got a date in the diary for that yet? Uh, in the diary, it's I think it's on the 7th. Uh, it's going to be early May because I leave Europe early June. So, and actually it might even need to be sooner than that. Because the remix contest ends on the 23rd of April. So however long it takes to get that yeah. squared away. And then um, I want to... Another thing would be for like big Twitch streamers like Retrovision and MoFalk to then host me. Yeah. So we get like 300 viewers uh, just like watching a cool production of, you know, a startup. Um, so picking a day that they're not actually streaming on. A lot I still have to plan out, but the idea is definitely there. And um, yeah, so I think May seventh was a tentative date, though. Yeah. Do you um do you think you could see Swerve doing like live events like once everything reopens up or anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. So we are actually going to do one um for ADE in twenty nineteen or twenty twenty before it got canceled by COVID. Uh, we actually locked down a club. Me and a group of guys from the team we call ourselves the team mbl veterans so we were like the first crew on yeah. team mbl like sam helix uh you know the guys yeah um we actually locked down a venue and we're going to partner with future house cloud charged actually was going to be in on it and just 
it was going to be a cool, and we had the artists booked and everything. Like it was going to be a cool uh, scenario of like back to back sets, just something more unique. So yeah. like thirty minute back to back. So like Triple M would pay back to back with Mo, or not Mo Fall, but I don't know. And then Kiox would play back to back with Danny Leakes and some other cool stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and I, it just obviously didn't end up happening. So and then I'll I'll be gone in June. So I definitely see Swerve. I'll throw money at like partnering with events. So like Future House Cloud will probably do another event at ADE. And I'm definitely about like, you know, sponsoring the event, right? Yeah. Put my put my logo on the flyer, see if you can get one of my Swerve artists like to DJ there as well. And then just again, you know, brand brand equity of having my uh, my logo on the flyer. Yeah. It's just so I, I don't know. And it's tough because any events past that would be tough. Um, but two years from now, when I'm established in the States, uh, living there, wherever I am, wherever the army sends me in the States. Uh, yeah. I would love to, to start doing some events, Yeah. but forward thinking, yeah, sounds great. But in the, in the reality right now, I need to focus on, like, I want to get to a thousand Instagram followers before I even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you, you said about like, Swerve being more than just a record label. Do you would you see it also going into like the sort of the artist management, the publishing, um, and doing all that as well? Absolutely. So actually, one of my artists, Ator Hertz. I don't know if you've heard of him. Yeah. We signed his track "Sweet and Low," and it is no shit one of my favorite tracks right now. Like it's it's better than most tracks I've heard on the market. Like, yeah. I think there's the potential, and I want to do him justice. So I talked to him about signing a contract, locking him in for his next two releases after this one. So if he, I haven't sent it to him yet, but he, we talked about it and he said he, he's down. So once he signs that, I'll be effectively like his manager. It'll be like Swerve being his manager. Um, and I've been doing a lot of research on Spotify marketing with Tone Den. Yeah. So getting in with them and then building a playbook for him of, of you know seeing his spotify specifically his spotify right but then in turn that kind of takes yeah. on all your all the rest of your social medias and i could do an instagram one for him too but that kid is that kid is very 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 talented um and then he's just been releasing all these great tracks on future house cloud and future house cloud i love yarn i love him he's yeah. such a great dude yeah but he's fucking selling out and i, I shouldn't say that he's <laughs> He's releasing a bunch of slap house tracks and neglecting the future house tracks, the yeah. anthems that he has the potential to release. So I want to give, because future house is like, like my true love, right? So I want to give all those artists that deserve it and that will give me their undivided attention, the, the exposure that they need. Yeah. So it'll be kind of a pilot. You know, I know I can get my, like a track to a hundred thousand streams because I've done it. Right, I've done it with with Shawnee, so I want to get him to one million streams by his third release. Yeah. So that's kind of a a goal, and uh, I think it's it's so so doable because I can I can make a whole video and I can go on and on about everything that I'm in with like Playlister.club, Submit Hub, Label Radar, and all the other networking things and 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 playlist trading that I do. Like organically, I get you know, a release can, I can guarantee a release 10 K. Yeah. Right. But then the unknown of Spotify editorials and algorithmic playlists that I'm now be, 
like understanding more is is really exciting and i it's it's i, I just like i can't contain my excitement about how 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 happy and enthusiastic yeah. i am about being able to to like blow someone up yeah so ator hurts is watch out for him he's definitely going to be the next one to note down oh, yeah for sure yeah i say that but i mean i'm very confident that it will but yeah could also not work <laughs> yeah you, you never know hey you're listening to the driftless podcast let's get back into that playlisting like you've built up a really good collection of playlists i was checking it out yesterday and like you've got a really it's not like you have one that's successful they're all actually at a good level yeah 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 that- i got really lucky um at the time i started building them started building them in like when swerve was created in 2019 and then two years from then it's they've done really well specifically my main playlist and that goes back to the whole driving thing the swerve thing yeah. so like midnight drive is a tech house oriented and like just like the techie side of house uh sunset boulevard is the the newest one i made and that actually did so so well that's it's like four or five months old and it's already yeah. got like two thousand followers and it's actually got the most dedicated listener base yeah. according to spotify api um it's got like 200 monthly listeners yeah that's good uh and it's like the progressive house yeah you know pretty pretty stuff then my personal uh, curated one, like all my favorite tunes, EDM Road Trip, that's pretty good. And all the others are pretty good. House Music 2021, it's pretty generic, just like the best house music yeah. tracks. And then what's Cruise Control is the Deep House, some Slap House in there. And then what Support Playlist is just like not that great. It's just a bunch of the tracks that I are cool and they're from like friends producers yeah uh yeah. that i like but they're not good enough really or maybe they're good enough but i just can't fit them in to a specific playlist oh yeah and then the buckle up bangers playlist is the hard-hitting stuff so yeah i just tried to hit every kind of genre every kind of feel yeah. mood of of house music um and then obviously orient it to a uh um you know the car theme the driving yeah. theme yeah and i think it works yeah it clearly looks like it works <laughs> <laughs> um so for anyone out there who uh, would like think to submit to swerve um, what what are you looking for in like the music and as an artist um so it's got to be i think on submit hub my caption is anything around 128 bpm is preferable except except slap house please do not send slap house unless you're like a lock then don't send slap house uh so really honestly any type like i've got three imprints already i'll throw up one more time on my screen uh, so swerve has three imprints right we got test drive which is yep. the main um kind of main playlist or not playlist the main imprint and uh it's a lot of future house and a lot of electro house um and it's also got some like just mainstream house so like be with you is pretty mainstream um but yeah a lot of just like the house music that I like. And that's a cool thing. Like Swerve is kind of an extension of me, right? Yeah. It's, it's just like the music that I like. And then we got Accelerate, which is like the techie stuff. So I've got actually a couple of techno tracks I've released and the mainly tech house. Um, still this still beefing this one up. I've got a couple more tech house artists uh, lined up. Kilgo Beats, 
just released uh, this track certified and it's doing really really well on spotify right now so i'm really excited for his next release there and then detour is uh the progressive the pretty stuff um and yeah i mean it's i think it's really cool how how i've structured the uh yeah the layout of it i don't know if i add another imprint i think three is definitely enough unless there's some crazy new genre but i think everything else really fits under test drive so i'm not too worried about creating another imprint and i think anything more might get a little confusing and then swerve sessions is, is something fun i like to do um yeah Wait, what was, and then what was the second part of that question? Uh, like, what were you like looking for as like sort of an artist? Are you looking at the artist that much or is it more you just focusing on the music? No, I mean, at this, at the moment, like I'm, I'm talent scouting on label radar. Uh, it's, yeah, I'm taking kind of what I can get, but it's like at the same time, I'm making sure that the quality standard yeah. is, is where it needs to be. Um, definitely prefer like i i love future house it's again that's what i you know the music i create the music i really really love um anything that's like club oriented or like can you can hear it on a festival um like a, a lot like big influences for me all of hexagon yeah. don diablo retrovision is huge he's awesome i love him and some of my good buddies that i um can really count on uh like john uh, Tom Wilson, uh, Rude Lies, a couple others. And, and it just, just, again, it goes back to the community and how happy I am to be a part of it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So it's, I guess, in summation, like any, really any house music. Um, and then if you're, if you're having trouble, I'd say this, if you're having trouble getting on big, big record labels, you know, try out Swerve because I playlist trade with Musical Freedom Protocol revealed yeah. uh, i'm trying to start with hexagon i think i have a lead but i'm i'm literally playlist trading like with all the big labels right it is a perfect segue into getting heard by those one labels of the yeah. anr yeah, yeah yeah so you know i built up that relationship with them where i can i can just send them you know x x track and they're like all right we'll add it here for 15 days here's our priorities and yeah. i had them in mind just a cool so just throwing it out there come come on over to swerve i'll treat you well great um so as we sort of wrap this up is there anything you've got coming out soon you want to promote release and talk about anything you want to mention before we end this um no i mean just i appreciate anyone checking out swerve uh you know i definitely from now until june uh, the quality of releases from Swerve are, are going up. And then I'm really, really excited for Atar Hertz's uh, track, Sweet yeah. and Low, which has unreal amounts of support already on some radio shows. Um, other than that, with Shawnee, I've, you know, I'm in talks uh, with uh, so- Sovereign Records. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Yeah, I've heard the name. Yeah, so... Yeah releasing a track an original there and then obviously the remix for the nitty gritty contest that i have to finish in like two days two days three days yeah yeah so uh really excited about that one though uh and that's it i mean i I, it's tough to say like i have big things planned because i don't like a lot of the stuff i do have in my head is still very much in the works and i have no set date on it because i again this isn't my full-time job as much as i want it to be you know i have 
a dedication to the freaking you know United States Army. So yeah. it's, it, it's tough to say like I am looking forward to this on X date. You know, everything's so up in the air. Um, but yeah, no, just just very very excited about Swerve. Hopefully, a year from now, like it's it's exponentially growing. Like I have 2K followers on Instagram, and like I've signed some like B tier yeah. or even A tier producers and DJs because I've just been networking and grinding that hard. So yeah, that's 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 about it. Nothing too crazy, but just constant. Well, not constant, but an exponential growth. You know, constant growth. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing where Swerve goes and seeing where you go with it. I think it's going to be really interesting to watch this grow. And thank you for coming on. This has been the Driftless Podcast. This has been Shawnee, and I've been King Koi. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Driftless Podcast. Till next time, goodbye.